BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. No look low to Yo. Yo throws it down again. Two-hand hammer for Yo. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Tonight, it's a big one for the Cougars. BYU in lovely Malibu, California, to face the Pepperdine Waves. Now, BYU, they won its their second game in a row on Saturday. They defeated Santa Clara 80-74. to It was an interesting game as it pertains to the refs. All's well that ends well, but there were certainly some head scratchers in that game. Yoli Childs had another monster effort, 27 points, 6 rebounds. It was also a very good night for senior captain Luke Worthington. Luke scored a season-high 13 points to go along with 5 boards, 1 assist, and 2 steals. Now, I mentioned uh, how great of a game Yoli Childs played for his efforts. He was named the WCC Player of the Week for the second time this season. During last week's games, in both wins, Yoli averaged 28 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. For the week, he also shot 60% from the field, 56% from 3, and 82% from the free throw line. He was absolutely on a tear, and we talk about it so much just how consistent both he and T.J. Haas have been all season long. Just another example of Yoli Childs uh, stepping up big time for BYU basketball. Now, after two games at home, Cougars back out on the road tonight in Malibu. BYU facing Pepperdine, who enters tonight's matchup at 9-9 overall, 2-2 in the West Coast Conference. Now, the Cougars swept the waves last year, which is somewhat rare because prior to the win last year at Pepperdine, BYU had lost four in a row in Malibu. Lorenzo Romars in his first season, as head coach of the Waves, although it's his second stint as head coach in Malibu. Romar led Pepperdine back in 1996 through 1999. The Waves, they won on Saturday over San Diego, or excuse me, the Waves win on Saturday over San Diego was Coach Romar's 400th career coaching victory. Now the Waves are led by Colby Ross with 19 points per game. He's fifth in the WCC in scoring. He's also first in assists at seven a game. Their entire lineup averages double figures in scoring. As a team, Pepperdine scores 78 points per game. They give up 74. This team can score, and they have multiple guys that can put the ball in the net. One area where BYU can take advantage is on the boards. Pepperdine is not a good rebounding team. In fact, they are dead last in rebounding margin in the WCC. That's certainly something to pay attention to tonight if BYU can get an advantage there. Now, I mentioned a second ago that Yoli Childs was named the WCC Player of the Week. If you were to describe Yoli's game this year, one word you could use is consistent. He has been BYU's consistent scorer along with TJ. I talked with Yoli after practice this week, and we talked about this consistency. Among other things, here's our conversation. How was practice today? It was really good. Uh, I think uh, we've been really focused these last two days. Uh, yesterday was one of our best practices of the whole year, and I think today might have been even better. So I'm really excited to see how we're progressing, especially on the defensive end, how we're playing for each other, how we're competing, and uh, we're just getting closer every day. What's been going so well? You mentioned defense, and actually Coach Rose was talking about how that really has been the emphasis. What else has been going so well in practice? Um, I think our defense has led to our offense. We have so many good offensive players, so many options that uh, we kind of take it upon ourselves to say, don't even think about offense. We're not even worried about it. It's going to take care of itself because of the talent we have on that end. Uh, we're just really trying to lock in on that end. And, and another improvement we're trying to make now is limiting teams to one shot. So we're trying to box out a little bit better and, and reward our defensive effort by getting that defensive rebound. Well, it seems like even in the two games last week, the offense obviously got going, but it seemed like it started on the defensive end. 
Absolutely. Uh, we're pretty we're pretty good in the half court, but I think where we're great is in transition. And uh, our defense gives us transition opportunities, uh, whether we get steals, deflections, or whether we uh, get the rebounding a quick outlet. So our defense definitely is our offense, and it gets everybody touching the ball, and it's a lot more fun to play that way. Well, I know we're, we're talking about defense, but I want to ask you about your offense. You're coming off pretty big week. You're named the WCC Player of the Week. Your Offensive consistency has been really impressive all season long. How difficult has it been to be that consistent game in and game out? Um, I don't think it's been very difficult. Uh, you watch the games, I get the ball a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, my guys do a great job of finding me. Teams, uh, they'll try to double. The coaches will run great sets to get me touches in my spot. So uh, it really is just a product of my teammates trying to get me the ball and the coaches setting up plays for me. And when you get the ball that much, you better make a couple plays. So... <laughs> Well, you knew going into this year that you were going to be the focal point of the opposition's defense. How do you think you've handled that, and has, has it played out like you thought it would? Um, offensively, it's played out pretty similar to how I thought it would. Um, I think something that actually helped me a lot was I, I look back to my junior year in high school where I had a, a decent sophomore year. I was like an 11-6 and six guy, and then coming into my junior year, I didn't really know what to expect, and guys were throwing double teams at me. I was the top of the scouting report. And I struggled pretty bad for the first few games. I was—I remember I had a couple, like, two for 11 nights. And um, I think those experiences uh, kind of let me know how it was going to be this year. And I think that helped me a lot. Based off of all the things we've been talking about in terms of how well practices go and things you've been working on, what did you learn that you think you can take on this pretty important road trip? I learned that we can be a good defensive team. And I learned that I can be a really good defender. Uh, it's just an effort thing and a mindset thing and a habit. Uh, I think we're building really good habits right now of uh, just, just getting after it in practice. It's, it's heated, it's intense, and we're taking everything one day at a time. I think that's huge. Uh, on, on game days, when we get to shoot around, we're worried about shoot around. And I think that's been huge for us is we're taking everything one day at a time, one drill at a time, one practice at a time. It wasn't that long ago you guys had been on that five-game road trip. You come home for two and you're right back at it again. Does it almost feel like you never really came home to a certain extent? Oh, it feels like we came home <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it, was, it was so nice being home. Um, it really it puts things in perspective when you're gone for 29 days. I, I never really thought of it. It's just home, you know. But after being gone that long, coming home and having these amazing fans was so cool and and such a fun experience. It almost felt like I was a freshman again, my first couple games in the Marriott Center. So it was a lot of fun. But after the experiences we've had, knowing what it's like on the road, I think we're really well prepared to go out in the conference. Besides the games on the road, what do you do when you're not at practice? Are you the guy that goes around and does the sightseeing? Do you hang out in the room? Are you a, a nap guy? What do you do when you're on the road? Uh, I don't think anyone really goes in sightseeing. We just kind of <laughs> hang out in the hotel, uh, play card games. A lot of the guys do that. Um, a couple of guys play video games. 2K. You guys bring your consoles and yeah, things? Yeah, there's consoles. So I kind of switch off. Sometimes I'll play 2K with Ryland. Sometimes uh -huh. I'll go play cards with some of the guys. So. Do you room with Ryland? Yeah. Who wins in those, in those matchups? Oh, I'm way better than Ryland. You can ask him, too. <laughs> so Ryland will tell me that you win those. Oh, for sure. But Ryland's, Ryland's good. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. 2K is no one's touching me. <laughs> Nobody. So let's let's wrap this up by talking about Pepperdine. You guys won there last year. That had been a place that prior to you guys had lost some games, but you come out, got a nice win. What do you make of this year's Pepperdine team? They're very talented, very talented. We were watching the film and uh, looking at their individual guys, and they have a lot of individual talent. They have a lot of guys in double figures or close to it. 
Uh, Colby Ross is having an unbelievable year. I remember I thought he was phenomenal as a freshman, and he's gotten so much better. So they have a lot of really good individual talents, and uh, we're going to have to play great team defense to stop those guys, and I'm just really excited for the opportunity. Yoli, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time, and good luck against the Waves. Appreciate it. Thank you. Always love talking with Yoli Childs. Appreciate him taking some time, and I think you can hear it in his voice in that interview. There's a real excitement. There's a real confidence not just with Yoli, but with this team, with the way that they played, finally being able to come home and break up the monotony of so many road games. They're able to come home and, and be in, in their familiar surroundings, playing games at home where the crowd was cheering for them. That's something that Coach Rose had mentioned several times, that you know, from a mental standpoint, when you're playing you know, 28, 29 days away, certainly you're not playing games every day. But when everybody's constantly against you mentally, that can just kind of wear on you. So to be able to come home, to be able to have the team and the fan base kind of get reaching and, and lifting each other up in those games, that was a really nice lift. This team is feeling really confident right now based off of the performances. They're excited about the way the team has played defense, not just in the games, but in practice leading up to this week. I, I think you can get excited to listen to the excitement in their voice as they head out on this, on this road trip. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu. It's our courtside conversation with Terry Nashif. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. A very rainy and wet Provo, Utah. It's time for our courtside conversation. Terry Nashif will be joining Greg Rubel on the broadcast tonight in place of Mark Durant. Terry joins me now. Terry, I'm going to assume it's not cold and rainy in Malibu right now. It's rainy and wet in Malibu as well, Shep. Is it really? Uh, absolutely. So and they're worried about the uh, mudslides with the fires that were here before. So it's been uh, pouring rain all day long. So it's some serious weather out there. That, they're not used to stuff like that then. Exactly. And a little bit of rain is serious weather out here. Absolutely. Uh, what a difference a few home games can make. BYU entered last week 1-1 one one in the WCC. They're now 3-1. and one, And Terry feeling a lot better about things. Well, this is a hard league, Shep, and uh, some teams in this league are understanding how hard it is. They had some great non-conferences, and uh, coming into this league, it's hard to win games in league, especially on the road, and BYU already has one of those, and hopefully they can get another one here tonight. Absolutely. Yoli was named the WCC Player of the Week, and he had gone through a stretch where the perimeter shot wasn't falling like he would like it to, but certainly not last week. If that shot becomes more consistent, I don't even know how you even hope to guard him if you're the opposition. Well, they've figured out a way to guard him in the post, and that's not let him get the ball, and when he does get the ball, to put two guys on him. I don't know if that's the way to guard BYU. That's the way to guard Yoli, and what he's able to do is pass the ball out of it, and uh, he's always been able to get that perimeter catch, and last week he was making all of them, it felt like, and that's going to be really hard for teams if he's doing that that's a matchup nightmare well and I, I know that you were able to hear that interview that I did with him in the previous segment and I one of the things that really stood out to me was his comment that 
we're not even worrying about offense right now. It's it's just it's not even something we worry about. We know that that will come if the defense is there. And last week we saw that where the emphasis on the defensive end really paid off, not just defensively, but it started to get the offense going. And I, I thought that was an interesting comment for him that it sounds like the from a mindset perspective, they're they're focusing on on the right things right now. Offense is way different when you're taking the ball out of the net, taking it out of bounds, as opposed to getting a defensive rebound and running, especially the way that they play and uh, fast-paced offense. And so if they can have that energy on defense, you've seen what can happen. I go back to that first league game at Pacific, and for those first eight, ten minutes, the whole bench, the whole uh, every guy on the floor was just absolutely locked in. Uh, reminds me of what happened at Utah or against Utah State after they had had that road stretch and. They're really locked in on defense, and that makes them really hard to beat. Terry Nasher joining me from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu. BYU and Pepperdine coming your way in about 45 minutes. Malibu's been a difficult place for BYU to play recently. Now, they snapped a four-game losing streak last year, which was nice. Why do you think Pepperdine has had some success against BYU, specifically in Malibu? Well, they've always had good teams, good talent, but I'll give you a couple of different uh, ideas on this topic. One, they play in this gym every night. You see the attendance numbers, and then when BYU comes in, all of a sudden the attendance numbers double or triple. It's still their home gym. Whether the fans are rooting for them or not, it gives them energy, it gives them juice, and it feels different, and they're excited. BYU, it's not their home court. Yeah, there's fans, so that gives them energy, and they play better. And then another piece, if you look tonight, if you're watching the game, uh, listening to the radio while you, you sync it up, on nice. one end, they've got these curtains behind the hoop, and then on the other, they've got this bright white board or a, a screen sign, and it's different, okay? When you're looking back behind these curtains, and it looks like it goes forever, and then you've got this white board, and it looks like it stops two different ends, and that's different than an arena where you've got fans back there. So it's a different setting, a different drop. Uh, lots of times people say it's a smaller gym, it's a great shooter's gym. It's always been difficult to shoot with these curtains uh, behind and these white signs behind. So Pepperdine's played better than typical. They typically do, and BYU's had a little trouble. There's a couple of uh, maybe a few insights into why that might be. Nice nice stuff there, nice insight. Uh, Coach Rose this week had talked about specifically this Pepperdine team, and he'd mentioned that Coach Romar, who's now back with Pepperdine, first season at least this go-around as head coach, and he said one of the things that's impressed him is what he essentially has done with the exact same personnel. He's got the same personnel as last year, but they're playing better defense, and they're scoring about 10 points more than what they did last year. He's definitely got their offense going. What do you make of this Wave team? Well, not only Coach Romar, who's a great coach, but the staff that he's assembled and brought some guys back that he was with, some other Pac-12 coaches, and... Uh, they're, they're a great staff, and what they're doing is they've got these guys playing so hard and so confident, and uh, especially lately, it's really fun to watch them play together on both ends of the floor and, and attacking uh, both ends of the floor. Well, and I want you to talk about rebounding tonight because certainly BYU is not the biggest team size-wise, but Pepperdine is not a very good rebounding team. They're not a very big team as well. That would seem to be a pretty big focus tonight, speaking of rebounding, if you're BYU. Absolutely. Rebounding is always a focus when you're a transition team because if you can finish stops and get long rebounds, that instantly starts your offense. Every night it's important, especially tonight, and I think they can go to the offensive glass as well and get some rebounds. I think the last time you did, uh, you did one of the broadcasts, which was the Pacific game, we had talked about the the third score in 
We know what TJ and what Yoli have done. And, you know, there are times where different guys have stepped up. Do you think maybe since that point, since we're now, what, we're now four games, this is now game five uh, in league play for BYU, do you think there's somebody that you feel is maybe closer to becoming that third consistent scorer for BYU? I think it can be every night a different person, but the consistency needs to come with how they're guarding. And if they're going to double Yoli in the post, need to be able to come out and make open shots. And, and McKay's made a few of those, and uh, Connor's done that as well. And I think that's the consist- consistency that they need. When they double Yoli and the ball gets turned, who's the guy in the corner and can he make that shot? And if he can, then they're going to have to guard Yoli one-on-one in the post, and we all know how that ends up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one guy that's actually been playing really well lately, and he started the last four, but over the last six games, Luke Worthington is playing really good basketball. He's always been that guy that's going to hustle no matter what, but he's averaging seven points a game since being put back into the starting lineup. I've been really impressed with the play of Luke Worthington. Luke's playing great, and again, it goes back to how they're guarding Yoli, and they're, a lot of the times they're coming off of Luke's man, and if he can catch those and finish those, uh, he's going to cause a lot of teams trouble. Another thing is if that defender's going to get Yo, that's going to leave him position for the offensive rebound, and he's done a good job of that. Hopefully more of that tonight. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Terry, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I've got three of them, and you mentioned rebounding, and that's the first one. They've got to do a great job and dominate the boards, not just be even, but dominate them. And uh, I think they need to get off to a great start, always on the road. If you can get on a great start, and they've done that before at Pacific, they did that. And then uh, always comes down to making shots. Just make shots. I like it. Terry, great stuff as always. Excited to have you on the broadcast again. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. It's Terry Nashoff. He'll be on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel in place of Mark Durant. Mark will be back on the broadcast Saturday in San Francisco. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Shep with you in our BYU Radio Studios. Before we get you back out to Malibu, let's update you on a very busy night in college basketball. And we're going to start with women's college basketball right next door at the Marriott Center. A great game for BYU women's basketball taking on 13th-ranked Gonzaga. The Zags have only lost one game all season long. They are in Provo tonight, and BYU with a 48-46 to lead over the Zags with 2.24 to go in the third quarter. Shaley Gonzalez, the Freshman Phenom leading the way with 11 points. She leads BYU in scoring. Laura Stockton with 10 points leading Gonzaga. We will certainly update you uh, throughout the evening on this score as BYU looks to take down ranked Gonzaga. All right. Local teams in men's college basketball. Southern Utah at home hosting Portland State. T-Birds with a five-point lead at 69-64. Just under five minutes to go in the second half. Weber State hosting Idaho State Wildcats, leading the Bengals by eight, 59-51. Eight minutes to go in that one. UT Rio Grande Valley is in Orem, taking on the Wolverines. Utah Valley up 56-38, 15 minutes to go in the second half there. Elsewhere in the West Coast Conference tonight, I'm actually watching the Gonzaga 
Uh, men's basketball team hosting LMU. They're fifth ranked in the country. Speaking of the Bulldogs, as you would expect, Zags with a big lead under 12 minutes to go. It is 57-28 in favor of Gonzaga. This isn't a very interesting score. 11 minutes to go in the second half in our, at Stockton. A lot of Stockton references tonight. Uh, Pacific and San Francisco all tied up at 39 apiece. We'll see what happens in this one. Obviously, BYU will be taking on the Dons in San Francisco on Saturday. In Portland tonight, San Diego has a 21-10 lead over the Portland Pilots. That game with 11 minutes to go in the first half. And then our game will tip off at 9 o'clock Mountain Time. Also, a 9 o'clock Mountain Time tip will be St. Mary's hosting Santa Clara. All right. In the top 25, already mentioned Gonzaga's score. Again, 57-28 leading LMU. Number 6 Michigan State gets the win at Nebraska, 70-64. to That's it for top 25 basketball. Only two games tonight featuring top 25 teams. In the NBA, the Denver Nuggets hosting the Chicago Bulls. It's all Nuggets right now. 71-52 from the Pepsi Center. Eight and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. The L.A. Lakers on the road in OKC and the Lakers lead by four. It's 48-44. OKC looking to make a a comeback. It's still early though. It's six and a half minutes to go before halftime. Steven Adams with nine points, three rebounds and an assist for OKC. Earlier today over in London, it was the Wizards and the New York Knicks and the Knicks looked like they were going to escape with a victory, uh, but it wasn't until I believe there was 3.4 seconds to go. The Wizards inbounded the ball, and on a little running floater, the Knicks goaltended it. They counted the bucket with like 0.4 seconds to go, and the Wizards walk away with a one-point win at 101 to 100. Again, that game being played over in London. The Hornets defeating Sacramento 114-95. 76ers win. At Indiana, 120-96. to And the Raptors, boy, they got all they could handle from Phoenix, but Toronto gets the win by two, 111-109. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to get you out to Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California for the first game of a two-game weekend road swing for the resurgent BYU Cougars who take back-to-back wins into tonight's meeting with the Waves of Pepperdine, a team that has given BYU more than its fair share of trouble in this building over the years. I'm Greg Grubel, joined once again by former BYU point guard and longtime assistant coach for the Cougars, Terry Nashup. And Terry, as the weekend of league play gets underway tonight, there are two teams with three wins, and BYU's one of them. If there's anything sure to keep you in the league's top tier, generally speaking, it's road wins. This week, BYU visits two venues that occupy opposite ends of the spectrum relative to the Cougars' fortunes in each building. Uh, For whatever reason, Firestone Fieldhouse does give BYU fits. Uh, Cougs got the OT win here last year, but it's been six years since the Cougs' last regulation win here in Malibu. You mentioned it, but road league wins are so important to a season, and they've got a great chance for another road win here tonight against a beatable Pepperdine team, and it comes down to defense and getting off to a quick start tonight. 
after tonight. BYU venturing up the coast to San Francisco since joining the WCC. The Cougars have yet to lose a game on the Hilltops. There's that. Let's talk about those two buildings at uh, either end of the spectrum. Coming up next, head coach Dave Rose shares his pregame thoughts as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Tonight here in Malibu, 11-8, BYU visiting 9-9, and Pepperdine. Cougs 3-1 in conference play. Waves 2-2 two two after picking up a big road win in San Diego on the weekend. BYU hits the road, uh, looking to equalize some defensive numbers. The Cougars are playing very solidly at home this season. They allow fewer than 70 points per game in the Marriott Center, but in true away games, that number's in the mid-90s. Huge disparity. And in our pregame interview with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The coach talks about uh, what it will take to get those road numbers uh, back in line a bit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, with this team especially, that, uh, you know, our, our, our just a positive approach to how we're playing the game. And, and defensively, I mean, it's just hard to outscore guys on the road. So you you got to be able to take something away when you get out here and and. And with with six guys that average in double figures, there's a lot to be able to take away. Hopefully, we can find, you know, uh, you know that real uh, key that we need to uh, to take away so that we can, uh, you know, get a big win here. Pepperdine's two and two in league, and they are not that far away from four and zero. Yeah, and he's got him playing really well right now. I mean, it's uh, they went through the first eight or nine, ten games, you know, without Cameron Edwards, and now he's back and. He, he actually fits with this team. You can see the first two or three games, four games that he was here. They were trying to squeeze him in, but now it's 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 pretty normal for him. And uh, you know, he, he it's hard to bring a guy in in the middle of the year and get to, and then he ends up getting the most shots on your team by by far. And and I think uh, Lorenzo's done a great job of managing that. But uh, their top six guys are all capable of having 20, 25 point nights, and that's our biggest challenge is to try to individually guard them after we guard their set because we'll be able to guard their set that that's what our team's really good at but then when it comes to just straight out dribble penetration helping the lane recovering playing on closeout rebounding those are things we have to do really well tonight you mentioned cameron little brother kessler is a bench player but playing like a starter with starters minutes it seems and 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 results he's he's uh he's a guy that really uh has picked up this um adjustment to the next level really quick and uh, I think a lot of that probably is the familiarity that he has with his older brother being here. He's probably been around, um, you know, just uh, Pepperdine basketball over the last couple of years. But he's he's picked he's he's uh, he's one of the real shooters that we we have to get to. I mean, he's as good a shooter as the Cooper kid that transferred from Nevada, uh, that was their three point specialist for a few years. So um, those two guys, especially on the perimeter, Colby Ross is capable of hitting that three point shot. He does it more off the dribble than maybe off the shot, off the catch. So, um, you know, a, a lot of things for us to be able to, uh, to try and defend here. There are a lot of guys that get more press maybe in this league, but uh, Kobe Ross is quietly having a pretty tremendous season. And and the career. I mean, you yeah. think about just the two years that he's been here, the, the, the records that he's broken uh, and what, what he's on track to, right. to be able to do here with soft, right? some pretty yeah. good players here. And 
Um, he's a guy that uh, has the ball in his hand the majority of the time. If they don't get it up in transition, he's going to end up with the ball in his hand. And then he's going to call for ball screens in different spots with different guys and try to put our guys in spots. You know, I think he gets uh, relayed from the staff, which matchups they really like. He, he sets the, These ball screens are set for him really high on the wing and up top, um, on the side, in, in, in positions where we're going to have to dictate what he does because if we let him do what he wants to do, he'll pick us apart. So if Cameron and Colby are their best two, uh, your dynamic duo right now is playing as well as anybody and Yo and TJ together. Yeah, and I think that uh, you know their ability to be able to communicate uh, and read the defense, uh, you know, especially in pick and roll and in some the sets that we want run for them, that uh, you know, I, I think they they have kind of a the mantra is that no matter what the defense does, they're wrong, and then we'll make the right play, and then we'll get prob- you know hopefully get a good shot, and the two of them are working at really well right now. Uh, you brought Shear on the road, but it uh, doesn't look like he's good to go tonight. Yeah, he's, he's still dealing with uh, what, they, what they've we, – we've had another uh, doc look at it, and they're calling it a bone bruise in there, and then it's basically um, – it's it, the, the movement and the pain are the two issues, and so hopefully we'll get to a point where he can uh, control both of them and be ready to get out here and play for us. We've been on this trip many, many times. We haven't seen weather like this too many times. No, this doesn't feel like Pepperdine. <laughs> I'm just telling the usually the sun's shining through the windows and you got glare all in the shoot around and it's pretty dark and dreary with uh, a, a mist. So all, all the people at home that wish they had to come on this trip, don't worry about it. It's exactly the same real weather here as we've got at home. All right, Coach, good luck tonight against the Waves. We'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose. And, yeah, it's been uh, days and days of rain here in L.A. That's tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow, it can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show next from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. On the roiling shores of the Pacific Ocean, the BYU Cougars tonight hope to make waves in Malibu. It's BYU and Pepperdine as the Cougs head back out on the WCC road. Greg Rubel and Terry Nashup in for Mark Durant tonight. We're your courtside commentary tandem. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton, back at BYU Radio. Our man in the studio is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Nathan Israelson. Coordinating producer, Terry South, and our broadcast intern tonight is Tess Anderson. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, over the air, live on BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2, as well as KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are streaming on BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, and the BYU Radio and BYU Cougars apps. You can get archives of today's game commercial break free at byuradio.org and on the BYU Radio app, as well as the BYU Men's Basketball Podcast. Well, every game in conference play is, of course, big game, but uh, this week is a particularly big week for BYU. One game at a historically tough venue against an up-and-coming Pepperdine team. Second game 
against a team that BYU always beats on the road, but this season USF is already all but ticketed for the NCAA tournament. It would seem they're that good. Terry, a split would be a solid result. A sweep, well, that would send the Cougs back home as a, a certified top-tier contender for sure. Absolutely. USF has had a tremendous season. They're in a tough game right now as we're talking. But they've been great all year. Pepperdine's playing great right now. And as Coach always says, if you're trying to get a sweep, you have to get the first one first. Coming up, the Pepperdine perspective with head coach Lorenzo Romar as the Cougar tip-off show continues from Firestone Fieldhouse on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine with a top-of-the-hour tip here in Malibu. The Waves under new head coach Lorenzo Romar in his first season, but second stint with the Waves. He coached here previously before that long stretch, of course, at Washington, another stop in between. But uh, his team, a combination of both uh, talented holdovers from uh, Marty Wilson's team and then five freshmen. Uh, those are the five bench players right now. Colby Ross. The point for Pepperdine is one of the, the most electrifying players in this league, one of the nation's top assist men. He scored actually a career-high 27 in the Waves' weekend win at San Diego. The Edwards brothers then, Cameron and Kessler, two of six players for Pepperdine, averaging double-figure scoring. A short time ago here at Firestone Fieldhouse, I chatted with head coach Lorenzo Romar and talked about his 2-2 uh, two and two team that could easily be 4-0 right now. The Waves are pretty good. I'm pleased with our progress. We started out where... Uh, Boy, it was rough. I like to say we've been under construction, and we're we're still trying to develop that mindset of for 40 minutes doing the right thing. And when we come out, if we're guarding the right way and competing, and if we're fortunate enough to make shots, we're a lot better ball club. What's been the biggest area of progress from game one through game 18, let's say? The defensive end, I would say. You know, we're still not a great defensive team, but I think Overall, we have more of an understanding of what we want to get accomplished on that defensive end. The starters are mostly guys we know from previous teams, but the entire bench brigade is all these freshmen. Yeah, a lot of newcomers on, on this team, no doubt about it. And, uh, the the guys that were here before, they hadn't won lately, but they still understand basketball. They understand what the college game is all about, and uh, they, they're older this year. You know, kids mature, kids get better, and uh, as the season is progressing and as they're learning us, because everyone was new to the system, they've kind of been leading the way for the younger players, and we're, we're very pleased with our young guys, and we think in, when it's their turn, they're going to be able to come in and do a good job for us. Considering your starters are all returners and they're producing pretty well, I'm sure you appreciate what Marty kind of left you with. I thanked Marty publicly and privately. Not only did he leave us with uh, the cupboard wasn't bare, but, Greg, these, these are good kids. These are really good character kids, and, you know, that's a real tribute to him and his staff. Uh, these guys from day one, uh, once they decided to stay, have embraced us. Uh, they're a low-maintenance group to coach in terms of you can lay your head on your pillow at night and, and believe nothing's going to go crazy, nothing's going to happen. You know, they go to class. They're, they're very compliant, uh, just a great group, and, Give all the credit to Marty and his staff for that. What was the year one philosophy or set of expectations for you? To establish a foundation of how we do things and to get better and try to create a belief that we could be successful. 
BYU Cougars program. You're familiar with Dave and his guys for quite a while, over many years. What do you see from this year's group? Uh, they can score points. You know, T.J. Hawes and, and Yoli Childs are guys that uh, you have to pay a lot of attention to or they'll go get 30 or 40 points on. Yes, Childs has already done. They will push the ball and they will score if you don't get back uh, on defense. They're just a very uh, sound, well-coached basketball team. Back to you guys for a second. How do you think your guys bounced back from a couple of tough losses that could have easily gone your way? I thought we did a great job. Uh, not only were they tough losses, we hadn't won a road game yet. And University of San Diego is a really good team. And for us to go out on the road and play the way that we did with still a belief I thought was pretty special. No one outside of our group may not realize how special it was because it was such a letdown. And, Greg, when you're not accustomed to winning games, especially on the road, it's so easy to put your head down and say, here we go again. It's not what our guys did. Our guys strapped it on a little tighter, went on the road, and we're very fortunate to come out on top with one. And it was a great closeout. You guys did play from behind in the final five minutes. Yes, we did. Uh, Kobe Ross was fantastic, uh, scored down the stretch for us. Uh, Cameron Edwards did a great job. But overall, I just thought our togetherness, uh, on the defensive end, down the stretch, getting stops is what allowed us to get the win. It's been a good year for the league so far. What do you think of the WCC second time around? I've been following the WCC since I was in high school, <laughs> way back, you know, when Cartwright, Bill Cartwright was playing uh, for, for USF and so on and so forth. And I believe this league right now is as, as close to being as good as it was back then. Uh, and, and that's been a long time. But I think uh, they're, they're, there's talent in the league. I think there are great coaches in the league. There's experience, and I think that's why the league is up this year. Well, I appreciate your pregame thoughts. Normally I'd say we'll see you back in Provo, but not this year. No, <laughs> not this year. Fortunately for us, not this year, because that's a tough place to play. As we talked earlier, yeah. I've been in there before. It's not easy to win. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Greg. All right, that is Lorenzo Romar, head coach of the Pepperdine Waves. And time now for tonight's edition of You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs has scored in double figures in 25 straight games, the last six games of last season, and every game all 19 this year. Who holds BYU's career record for most consecutive games with 10-plus points? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine coming up shortly. Time now for the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge segment brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's today's BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs has scored in double figures in 25 straight games. The last six games of last year and every game this year gets 25. Who holds BYU's career record for most consecutive games with 10-plus points? Terry, you want to take a run at this one? I'm guessing the guy that scored the most points, and I feel like he got 10 every day uh, that I saw him, Tyler Haas. Tyler Haas is third, actually, wow. uh, with 60 consecutive double-figure scoring games. Mike Michael Smith is ahead of him with 77, but the all-time leader ahead of both those guys, number one, Danny Ainge, 112 consecutive double-figure scoring games. That's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next, live from Pepperdine on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Greg Rubel and Terry Nashif with you here at Firestone Fieldhouse, Malibu, California. Terry, the first game we called together this year was BYU's league opener at Pacific. And by the way, Pacific just lost a heartbreaker at home to San Francisco tonight. Low-scoring affair. USF pulls it out with two free throws in the closing seconds. 53, rather, with a free throw in the closing seconds. 53-52. So... USF wins close one, and the Pacific drops one at home tonight. So anyway, our first game together was the Pacific game, BYU in Stockton. And that was the uh, debut of the starting lineup that we've now seen in four straight games as BYU's gone 3-1 and one with this group. I think it's a great lineup for a few reasons. One, defensive-minded and tough, and it's great. Those are things you have to have on the road, and it's a great team to start on the road. He started them on those two tough road games, got a split, and hopefully uh, does great for Coach this weekend as well. And that starting five is Haas, Cannon, Harding, Childs, and Worthington together. All right, BYU and Pepperdine play-by-play is coming your way next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.